Adam Crowley Show. I've never felt so alive until now. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Side note, I always just rattle this off. It's emblazoned in my brain now, the introduction for every segment uh, at the top of the hour. I'm wondering if one day I'm just going to forget it, because I almost did there. I almost forgot. Is it dozens of people uh, in my Twitter account? Regardless, you can check out Brian LaMartina. He's on site with me here at the Carson City Saloon on Twitter at FBomber73. You've got Joe Rokicki here alongside me. You've got Shirtless Tom back in the studio. Check him out on Twitter at ButtonPusher970. A lot of great games this weekend in the NFL and in college athletics, although a handful of games, of course, canceled due to Hurricane Florence. Joining us now to discuss all that, our boy Fat Jack from FatJackSports.com. 96% of gamblers lose on a yearly basis. Be part of the 4%. Fat Jack, what's up, homie? How are you, man? You guys doing all right? We're doing okay. Uh, it's sunny here in Pittsburgh. How you doing? I'm doing good, actually. We uh, I had a good week in the NFL, which is easier said than done. You know, I'm in this business because of college football. That's really been my bread and butter, and it's why I bet on sports. So when the NFL goes well, I was 5-2 and two on sun- Sunday, and then on I hit the opening night on Saturday, or excuse me, on Thursday with Philadelphia. And then on Sunday I had Cincinnati, had Miami, had um, Kansas City, had New England. I just – a really, really great start to the NFL season. My losses, I had the Giants, the Giants un, uh, over, which is a loss, obviously, but a two-point conversion, maybe that goes right. So the point is, is when the NFL starts hot, that means it's going to be a great, great start to the year because college will always outperform. With me, college is always, almost always going to outperform the NFL. And so I'll get college going, and it will far surpass the NFL selections over the course of the first month, month and a half. Typically, the NFL will win a game here and there. So when the NFL hits the ground, it's dialed in. That means really, really good things are coming. So if you're playing the game, go to FatJackSports.com. You're like, this guy's talking specifically about games that he released. That's because everybody gets exactly the same games. When you sign up for me, there's not 50 different packages with 50 different sets of picks. Everybody gets the same game. Everybody, I play it myself. I play $10,000 on every single game that I give out to every single client. So when I win, you win. And when I lo- you lose, I lose. That's how it goes. I've been doing this for 19. This is my 20th year. We're, we're up again this year. Go back to week zero. We've been winning since, since August. We're going to win again this year. NFL was great. I love this week's card in both college and the NFL. Just sent out some early plays for tomorrow. We uh, started off the week good, and uh, I love Saturday and Sunday's card. It's going to be a deep, deep card. So two ninety nine gets you everything through the end of the month. Two hundred ninety nine bucks. That's it. Invest that, you will win the rest of September. Seven forty nine, everything through Halloween. Save money with those longer packages. If you add basketball right now, works out to about a hundred bucks a month. And go look at last year's picks for basketball and football. And basketball, you'll notice that if you signed up and got all the way, went all the way through. You made over 50 games of profit after the Super Bowl in basketball alone. And, again, everybody gets exactly the same pick. So there's what you, what you see is what you get. Sign up, sidejacksports.com. You will turn a profit with my selection. They're posted and documented right there every week. So what you get now, 
this time next week. They'll be posted there, and we'll be talking about them. Don't miss out on what's going to be a great week at FatJackSports.com. Fatjack, before we get to the NFL, I do want to ask you about, I think, the biggest game of the weekend in college football. That's Ohio State at TCU, and not for one second do I think that TCU is going to win that football game. But the 13 number, that intrigues me. Yeah, I, I would love to say that you're right, but you are, I think, 100% wrong. And, I, and like I'm not nice. right every time, but I think it is an absolute layup. Um, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm real close to TCU. There's a million things playing against them here. Um, number one, uh, the quarterback is young. He makes mistakes. He's overrated. Patterson's defense is overrated. They've not recruited as well. They're very undisciplined. Their cornerbacks look in the backfield way too much. I watched every second of the lightning rain delay game last Friday night against SMU that literally could not beat you and me and shirtless Tom if we ran the wishbone. It would not work. They're horrible. Watch how bad they get beat by Michigan tomorrow. Um, they're horrible. SMU's horrible, and they were actually in a dogfight with them early. Tomorrow, two or three teams will get exposed. TCU is going to be one of them. They're not very good, as good on defense as they normally are, which is where he makes his bread and butter. And their quarterback play is not very good this year right now. Combine that with the fact TCU is a type of team. I don't know if you know anything about them, but their their alumni are a bunch of they're affluent kind of middle-class, stone-bellied white guys. I mean, that's, for life, that's who their fan base is. I mean, that's just... Yeah, it, sounds like Greg, it sounds like Gary Patterson. I, I think it's exactly who it is. It's, it reminds, think Northwestern. You got a Northwest, you got a Northwestern game? That's TCU. And they're a private school. They're in Fort Worth in a very affluent neighborhood, kind of a small stadium, small school. And so moving them out of that environment is not a positive. Moving them to Jerry World is not a good thing. Their stadium, stadium in Fort Worth is set up to where you're, they're right on top of you. It's kind of a home field based on that environment. But tailgating has more wine coolers than it does kegs, if you, if you know what I'm talking about. So you move them over to Jerry World, that's not a benefit. In Jerry World, if you've ever been there, the stands are off the ground. They're up. It's a huge, massive place. So that home field is almost neutralized. Combined with the fact that Ohio State is better than them at almost every position. That it's, I think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think this is one of the better games of the weekend at all. I'll lay the 12 or 13. I'm thinking about releasing the game. I haven't yet, but I'm thinking about releasing it because I don't see any way that TCU stays in this thing. They are just not as good on either side of the ball and at most positions. I like to, I like Ohio State minus the points. How about Texas and USC? Uh, I mean, it harkens back to some memories, but neither team certainly uh, living up to the expectations. I go on in Austin and Amarillo and San Antonio, and I got two or three different people told me this is a rivalry now. I said, what, is, what could these two teams possibly have in common other than they're both playing mediocre football, they have above-average <laughs> ACTs to get in, and they got hot girls. I, I see nothing else. I guess Vince Young? Who remembers Vince Young? That was like 20 years ago. I don't know what else. This thing, listen, Texas, oh, they fought with, with Tulsa last week, and Tulsa is horrible. Uh, Ellinger is not anywhere near as consistent enough as he needs to be. He's a great kid, has a really good story. My son's roommate at the University of Chicago, my son plays for the University of Chicago, his roommate is a kicker, and him and Ellinger were best friends. The kids, Ellinger's dad died in a triathlon when Ellinger was like 12 watching the triathlon. It's a horrible story. And 
this kid's dad kind of raised Ellinger. He's a great kid, great story. But he's not been near consistent enough, and their defense has been less consistent than him. That's their problem. Is they're not, They look at times like a top 25 team. The other time, they look like they can't beat Tulsa. So that, that alone is why I wouldn't bet on them. USC, I think, will come in with a more consistent team, but not as good if, if, if Texas plays good at their top end. So not a good place to make money. You want a better spot. Ohio's going to probably beat Virginia straight up. I think they were better. they were better suited to beat them even when they were going to Virginia. Now the game's in Nashville. Good seat still remaining, by the way. You could probably lay down and have your own row in Nashville when Ohio takes on Virginia. Nobody's going to go. Um, and so there will be no fans there. It looks like we're watching the Bahamas Bowl. So uh, play Ohio uh, plus the points. I think they actually beat Virginia straight up. Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com, joining us here on the Crowley Show. Moving now to the NFL, the Jags and the Patriots met in the AFC Championship game last year. The Jags are one-point dogs at home. So straight up pick them for the mo- uh, pretty much uh, between those two teams. Your thoughts there? Yeah, you know, you'll get kind of a uh, – every week it's going to be the same thing when you ask about the Patriots. I released New England last week, and they were an easy – ended up easy. It only won by half a point, but it really was never in doubt. Um, but normally you get no value when you play Tom Brady. And especially when you say, all right, you can have $50 guy with a beer in one hand and $50 in the other. You can have Tom Brady or Blake Bortles. He's always <laughs> going to take Tom Brady. It's just they can't go up and bet. Their, their mind will not let them do it. But as we all know, Jacksonville's made up of a lot more than that. So, And you get them at home. But they're going to have to create some short fields for him. They're going to have to create some turnovers and do it with defense. So I, would, I don't love the, the spot. I don't like lining up with $50 losers either. So I won't place. And, again, in my world, it's not about what I think is going to happen. It's what am I willing to put 10K on. So right. I'm not going to bet the game. If you make me guess, I'll take New England, but I'm not going to play it. A better spot in that part of the card. Look for overreactions from week one to week two in the NFL. Mm. You'll get guys, teams that went out, turned the ball over a ton, did a bunch wrong. That will shore up those problems. Oakland will play better than they did last week. Gruden will do a good job of shoring up, even though Oakland's infamous for penalties and turnovers and things they've done. He'll get that shored up. I'm not saying they beat Denver, but they'll they'll put up a better fight. I think they definitely cover that number, and I look for it to move to a touchdown before kick. 80% of the money's on Denver, probably moving up more than that. Look for Oakland to cover that number. So I think that's probably a better spot if you're looking for a free. We're going to release a ton of games on Sunday again. Actually, we had seven last uh, Sunday, went five and two, and only had actually one losing game. We're going to have another big Sunday, but that one won't be in it. So if you're looking for a free win, Oakland probably covers against Denver. Fat Jack at FatJackSports.com joining us here. On the Crowley Show, uh, you mentioned overreacting. Uh, the Saints lose last week. The Browns get the moral victory, tying the game uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, it's a nine-and-a-half-point spread. New Orleans the favorite. Are the Browns improved enough to go in there and at least cover that? No, they're nice. not. Uh, they're, I, I don't think Cleveland's going to be able to cover that number. Uh, Cleveland you know, got Pittsburgh in what a spot that Pittsburgh typically doesn't perform well. And for whatever reason, they can't seem to figure out a way to go in there and finish the deal. Um, and they didn't again. And so, but going on the road, there will be an overreaction to what happened with New Orleans. Obviously, uh, you know, Tampa played well and Tampa got it done, but that doesn't mean New Orleans is all of a sudden dumpster fire. They're, they're, I think they'll be able to get it done. That number's nine and a half or 10. You, if you wanted to bet it, should have got it eight, eight and a half or nine. 
another game I'm not releasing because Cleveland is going the right way, and they're going to win this year. They're not going to win a bunch, but they're going to win some. Um, but I, I like New Orleans in the game. If you make me play it, I'll go ahead and lay the nine, nine and a half. Again, you'll have to earn because, again, Cleveland is not a slouch. They're better. Rule in the NFL, you're never as bad as you appear. You're never as good as you appear. And remember that Las Vegas has television sets. They're able to watch what happened last week. So if you think you can watch what happened six or seven days ago and bet based on that outcome, you're going to lose your money like 96% of the general public does. So don't do that. Get signed up at Fat Jack Sports. I'll be able to help you win. Green Bay favored by one against the Vikings who travel to Lambeau Field. I love the Vikings. I think they're a great football team. I think their roster's stacked. Now they have a quarterback. Green Bay has got Aaron Rodgers, who's nicked up. How's that affect the line? How's that affect whether or not you want to stay with that game? Yeah, kind of a funny, quick story. You know, I'm, I'm in a couple of, and I haven't done it in a while, but I'm in a couple of the biggest handicapping contests in the country are in Las Vegas. And the Westgate is one of the contests out there. It's a half a million dollar t- winner take all contest. I'm in first, I'm in tied for second right now in the contest. And they make a rule, they put a line out on every single game on Wednesday. And you have to turn your picks in by Friday at 7 p.m. So that game, they have that game. They do not believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to play, or if he does play, he's not going to be effective. So they have made Minnesota a seven-point favorite in that game. And so we have to, as players, decide, do we want to play Minnesota minus seven or Green Bay plus seven? Now, initially you'll say, hey, give me Green Bay plus seven because Rodgers is probable. He's probably going to play, but you, now you're like, okay, well, wait a minute. If he doesn't play, if he's not 100%, do you, do you want to put one, you, you pick five picks in the thing and they're all NFL. I'm in second place right now in the whole thing. It's got, you know, hundreds of, of people in it. And you, so, so, but are you willing to risk a, a pick on a backup quarterback playing the Vikings defense, even on a non-mobile quarterback? So it becomes a tougher decision, and you only have those seven. You can't wait till three minutes before to see if right. he plays the pregame. So it becomes a tougher deal. But that's how valuable Aaron Rodgers is to the Green Bay Packers. Long, that's a long version to tell you I wouldn't bet that game with a 10-foot pole because I don't know if he's going to play. And if he does play, he's such a big difference as we saw on opening night. I mean, they were so bad without him in the first half. Second half, he brings them all the way back and beats the Bears. So tough, tough game to try to predict. Uh, there's much easier spots to make money. Fat Check, really appreciate the time. As always, man, go make some money this weekend. Thanks for the time. Yeah, you didn't ask me about the Chiefs. You didn't ask me about your Chiefs in Pittsburgh, and I'll tell you, mark it down. Pittsburgh wins this game and covers easily. Whoa! And I will be releasing this game. If you want to make money this weekend, go to FatJackSports.com. I like to say I'm I'm in second place in the entire country right now. I'm the number one NFL handicapper. I'm going to have about seven or eight games going this weekend, and my clients make money. Everybody gets the same picks. FatJackSports.com gets signed up, and the Steelers are going to beat up on Kansas City. I had Kansas City last last week as an easy winner, and I, they're going to get beat this week by your Steelers. So go to FatJackSports.com and get signed up. Awesome stuff, man. Thanks a lot. Have a good weekend. You too. Uh, that's FatJack, FatJackSports.com. The reason I wasn't going to ask him about that game was because I, I thought I was going to get the Rodgers spiel again because Ben Roethlisberger, if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. I think that affects things. Uh, if I'm looking at it, I look at the over-under in that game at 53, and if Ben does play, I at least take that, but I don't know if the Steelers are going to win. Hey, Tom, what day is it, pal? Huh. It's a Friday! It's a Friday? It's a Friday. Well, you know what that means then. It means the free movie Friday program with Adam Tickets is back. 
Just like the Cincinnati Bengals, the Adam Tickets app lets you browse movie titles, buy tickets, invite friends, pre-order concessions, all from your phone, and skip the lines today. Adam Tickets wants to give you a chance at free movie tickets, so text them now. Text BURGER to A-T-O-M-1. That's BURGER to 28661 for your chance to win. Standard data and text message rates may apply. Coming up next, it is the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun, brought to you by To Be Determined, looking around this weekend's games. It's the Crowley Show. He wouldn't shut up, so we gave him a talk show. Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. I'm a friggin' animal. The second we go to break... Our food's been here for like eight minutes. Brian and Joe are just woofing it down. I can only eat during the breaks, although I was sneaking a few fries during the Fat Jack segment. There's plenty of time for me to do that. And once in the break, I do everything I can to get this food down. I ate half a wrap and then a quarter of the next one. Still working on the fries, uh, but I asked Tom how much time was left in the break, and he told me about an hour. That didn't help me. I didn't need a sarcastic answer. I popped back on the air. I have no idea. He has no idea that I, I can't. I took a bite. I asked him. I, I needed to know. Well, I, to be fair, it, it was about an hour. I mean, it was closer to the front end of the hour than the back end, but it was still about an hour. What are you even talking about? That doesn't make any sense. How much time is left in what? An hour? It doesn't make... Whatever. I'm stuffed. And also, I was chewing and almost choking as the segment began. Uh, we'll get to the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined in a couple minutes. But first, what has become a Friday tradition here on the Crowley Show, it is Paul Dog with his weekly wrap. Paul Dog, what's up, Mother Trucker? AC. In the place to be, I absolutely love you guys. You guys are the best thing on the radio, I swear to God. We love you. Uh, Back at Hey, you. man. I got a little. Uh, I don't have a joke today, but I do have uh, a little. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I do have a little bit of uh, 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 trivia or knowledge here. The 1932 Bears hold the <laughs> NFL record for six ties. So, just throwing that out there for you guys. So, it is possible to have more than one tie. We'll see what happens, right? And also, uh, my debut with the Kangaroos. You know, I didn't realize that Nashville has a Kangaroos semi-pro or pro. It's like a it's like a rugby team. Really? So, so, so I didn't know that when I when I was spitting those rhymes. So, uh, hopefully, I didn't offend. Uh, hopefully, I didn't offend any of those guys. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sure the Kangaroos took it all right. Yeah, they're fine. But uh, yeah, so. Anyway, this week I've been making some alphabet soup, and I figured I'd uh, give oh you guys boy. a little bit of taste. Let's get it, baby. Every Friday, it seems like it works out. Let's hear it. Here we go. This is for all my chieftains and my Steelerites. Away, away, away. Gonna beat the Steelers today. Away, away, away. Gonna beat the Steelers today. <laughs> one nine, one nine, right there. Eyes on eight four. Got him. 
Watch his double move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going on two. Hut, 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 hut. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? What? Where is he? What? <laughs> Touchdown. Juju. Celebrating with that new walk dance. <laughs> So you call yourself the chief. <laughs> well, that's pretty bold. Standing in water too long may get a little bit of mold. Oh, yeah. Bring back that priest. Remember Christian Okoye? Oh, my God, that dude was a beast. It's black and yellow, fellas. That's what y'all yell around here. Drown ourselves in that cold Iron City beer. So... <clears throat> So you call yourself the chief, huh? <laughs> Who made you chief? What makes you a chief? You're the chief of what? You're the chief of who? <laughs> Not us. Four, one, two. That's that's it right there. Ah, <laughs> oh, Paul Dog. I appreciate yes. the time, buddy. Yeah, yes. we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next Friday, pal. Good stuff right there. Be good. Go Steelers. Uh, Go be Steelers. good. Does Paul Dog Does Paul Dog think he's funny or is he funny because he's bad on purpose? I don't care. I love him. Whatever, the, whatever, however the sausage is made, I love the end result. Oh my god. Absolutely. You know, I wonder if he wrote the throat clear in there. It it, it went in rhythm. So I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> like down on the paper, it actually said clear throat. <laughs> Chiefs? What? <laughs> Who made you the chief? Chief of what? <laughs> Everything the light touches. <laughs> Tom, what time is it? And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Expertism. And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment <laughs> filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! Did you guys hear that? Oh, yeah. That was yeah. weird. Yeah, it's just a back to Yeah, I'm going to get engineering on. on that while this is going yeah, on. Okay, cool. Tom, are you sure you don't have uh, a case of the interception lizard? No, no, no. This is definitely an inter engineering problem. Okay, very good. Yeah, it's uh, just talk talk to Lou, figure it out with the engineers. I'm sure it won't happen again. You sure you don't want to play it one more time? No, yeah, what time I, is it, Tom? You no, sure? I'm too worried it's not going to work. I, I, better get, I better get Lou on this. Okay, at least, at least we're into the segment now. What? This is the segment where I bring up and talk about all of the games that aren't the important games that we pick at the end of the show. This is the also-rans. This is the best of the rest. These are the shows. These are the games, pardon me, that I don't care about, but we're going to pick anyhow. Chargers at Bills. Josh Allen gets his first start in the NFL. Do you think it matters? I don't. Chargers roll onto the Texans and Titans. Both teams coming off of a loss. Both can be contenders in the AFC South. Titans, though, pretty darn banged up. That means I'm leaning towards the Texans. Browns and Saints... I bet the Saints bring the funk to Cleveland. You want to talk about not overreacting to week one? I know that the Saints lost and the Browns tied. The Saints are way better than the Browns. You don't need more analysis than that. Saints win. Dolphins at Jets. Which team thinks they're going to be good longer? Neither of them will be good. 
Both of them off to a 1-0 start. Both fan bases excited. You got Tannehill back with the Dolphins. You got Darnold with the Jets. They believe both fan bases. The Jets win, but they're not good. The Dolphins fans just figure it out earlier, which might actually be better for them. Eagles at Bucks. Foles versus Fitzpatrick. Ooh. I got the Eagles going to Tampa Bay. They're beating the Bucks. Indy at Washington. Here's my guarantee. The Redskins may be sneaky good with Alex Smith, the quarterback. Woo! They also might not be. Adrian Peterson says he wants to break the all-time rushing record. He now plays for the Redskins. He needs about 6,000 yards to do it. Nice goal, but I don't think Tom's going to have sex with Kate Upton tonight. Detroit, San Francisco. The starting quarterbacks combined for seven interceptions last week. All I can say is don't watch. Cardinals at Rams. The Rams, I think, along with the Vikings, might be the two best teams in football. Stay tuned on that. The Rams easily at home cover the 13-point spread against the Cardinals. Have you seen McVay the Rams? Got nice arms. Young man. He recalls every play from the last couple of years. Have you seen this? Really? Every play. You say, what happened? It was second down and seven. Early third quarter. You give him the time against the Lions. What was the play called? He'll tell you the exact result. He's got like a photographic memory. Yes. Or as A.B. would say, a photogenic memory. Photogenic memory. That second word was memory. <laughs> the Seahawks signed Michael Kendricks, who was charged with insider trading. Colin Kaepernick not signed Neil during the flag. I mean, this guy's going to go to prison. He was charged. Charged. He got cut by the Browns. The Browns. Uh, if the Browns cut you for insider trading, something's going on. If the Browns don't want you around and you're a good football player, you got problems. Hey, Colin Kaepernick doesn't get signed because he knelt down during the national anthem. Hates America. Oh, God. You know who hates America? Michael Kendricks, because he's playing our capitalism system. He's trying to profit for himself, leave everyone else in the lurch. F you, Michael Kendricks. Woo! You're not American. Colin Kaepernick, far more so than you. <laughs> that was the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun, brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! That was the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun, brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! That was the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun, brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! Tom, I think there's an engineering problem. You're going to have to get on that. Again? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. That was a great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. At least the sponsor will be happy with all the mentions. Woo! Yes. Coming up next, Brooke Pryor from the Kansas City Star to teach us a little bit, a thing or two, about the Kansas City Chiefs. Brian's eating. It's a Crowley show. Adam Crowley. I mean, back in the day, when you finished off a guy, you threw him down, and then you drilled him, you gored him. It was a way of letting them know, hey, look it, I'm here all day. Uh, hello. The Adam Crowley Show, 970 AM, 106.3 FM, and the iHeartRadio app. Drilled them, you gored them. Who made you chief? What makes you a chief? You're the chief of what? You're the chief of who? Hut, 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 hut. Steelers Chiefs this Sunday. Paul Dog will tell you if no one else will, but we've been talking about it all day long, and we talk about it further now with Brooke Pryor from the Kansas City Star. Brooke, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us out here today. 
Yeah, absolutely. You guys pried me away from my computer for a little bit, so I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> it is the busy time of the year, although you uh, NFL people, <laughs> you guys never really have any time off, and now you're in the thick of it. Uh, the Chiefs won last week uh, against the I keep wanting to do this against the Los Angeles <laughs> Chargers. Every time I do it. Now, the Chargers said they could have thrown for 600 yards on the Chiefs. They weren't able to do that. Uh, let's start with the Kansas City defense. Uh, some of the names we're not used to seeing not there. No Marcus Peters. Uh, is Eric Berry going to play this week? You know, I, I don't think so. He's listed officially as doubtful, but he hasn't practiced since, I mean, really since I think August 11th during, the, during preseason camp. And, hasn't practiced since they broke camp and if he hasn't practiced in the last two weeks I doubt that he's miraculously ready to fully go on Sunday so no I, I wouldn't expect to see Eric Berry out there a lot of the talk has circled around Kansas City's defense not being very good here in Pittsburgh what do they do well <laughs> that's a good question kind of a hard one to answer because <laughs> it seems like everything is is kind of a work in progress at this point um I, I think that they are working on stopping the run. I mean, if you talk to Anthony Hitchens and Reggie Ragland, they are convinced and convicted to stop that run. But, you know, I think they need to put their money where their mouth is a little bit because they did not do much to stop Melvin Gordon um, again in the Chargers game. Um, I, I think that, that they got some good pressure last week on Phillip Rivers. I mean, D. Ford was injured for a lot of last year, but – he said, I think at one point during camp, it was either him or Chris Jones that they were going to lead the league in sacks, um, which is a pretty strong proclamation to make. Uh, but D. Ford, you know, had a sack in that first game. I thought he looked really good, and, and he had a couple where he didn't get the sack, but he had some, some quarterback hits that I think, um, I think show signs that that may be one of their strong points this season. But I definitely wouldn't point to the secondary as being a, a point of strength. Um, that area is very much still a work in progress. Brooke Pryor from the Kansas City Star, kind enough to join us today on the Crowley Show. Uh, in terms of stopping the run, no Le'Veon Bell this week. Have the Chiefs talked about Bell not being here at all? Has that been something that they've discussed? It has been, but, you know, the, uh, Andy Reid was asked about it, and, and he said, well, you know, that other runner is pretty good, too. And I think he's right. I mean, James Conner, obviously, as you guys know, is, is a good running back. He's no Le'Veon Bell, but he's still, you know, enough of a threat against the shaky run defense like uh, Kansas City has that I think he can really do some damage. Uh, but looking at Le'Veon Bell's stats against the Chiefs in the last, I think, five meetings or something, they're just ridiculous numbers. So I'm sure that they are breathing a sigh of relief that they're not going to have to face him this time around. Brooke, the offense for Kansas City different than it has been, of course, because they've got a different quarterback. Before we get into the right now, how difficult of a decision is that to move on from Alex Smith? Obviously, they believe in Patrick Mahomes, but Alex Smith had an MVP-type season last year. He's led the Chiefs to the playoffs, I think, four out of five years. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he had played very well. I'd imagine that wasn't as easy, maybe, as people thought it might be. Right, yeah. I mean, I don't think that it was an easy decision, but I think it's also about building for the future. And when you have a young quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, who's just an offensive mastermind, I'm sure Andy Reid was excited about the possibility of things with Patrick Mahomes um, and, and the types of, you know, um, exciting offensive plays that they could run. And you've seen that, you know, through the preseason, a little bit here in the regular season. I mean, that his arm is no joke. I mean, we, we've heard about it for months. Feels like for years because I was covering the Big 12 before this. So nice. I saw him play at Texas Tech, and, you know, he, he is the real deal. And so 
Alex Smith was the safe option. You know, he, he was a steady quarterback. He could do what you needed him to do. But I think they saw way more of an upside with Patrick Mahomes, with him being young, with, you know, his feeling just being so much higher. And they, they like, you know, having him test kind of the limits of this offense. And when you put him with weapons like Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey, this offense just goes to another level. Brooke, I'm a big Big 12 guy. I'm a West Virginia dude, so uh, represent Big 12 Nation. Uh, <laughs> apart from seeing him in the Big 12, was there a moment maybe in practice or, or mini camp, OTAs, training camp, where you saw him on cork one and you thought, oh, my God, Alex Smith, good quarterback. Uh, he didn't have that. You know, I think the moment to me that stuck out was was like the 69-yard pass against Atlanta in the preseason to Tyree Kill. And, I mean, he was a little bit off balance in that throw. He wasn't, you know, firmly on, on both feet. And he just kind of flipped it, it looks like. I mean, it didn't look like a huge effort to get the ball all the way down the field the way that he did. And so you see something like that, and it's just like, you know, we, we, would, see, we would see passes similar to that in practice, but it's one thing to do it in practice. It's an entirely different thing to do it in a game setting. Granted, you know, it's, it's against the second or third string defense at that point. But still, that was that was something else. And that's when you kind of knew. I mean, we, we figured he was the real deal all along, and you see something like that. And it's like, okay, yeah, now I can understand why they would make a trade like that when you have an arm, you know, like, like the one that Mahomes possesses on the bench. You mentioned building for the future a couple of answers ago with bringing Mahomes in. What's the expectation from the fan base this year, uh, from a team that's been really successful to going to a second-year quarterback? Uh, do they believe that this Chiefs team has the goods to win the AFC West? You know, I, I think it, it varies based on who you ask. Um, when I first got here, I was hearing people throw around Super Bowl, which is just, you know, to me, insane. Um, it's, you know, th- this team is going to be good. Super Bowl, I don't know about that. I think they can win the division. But then, on the other hand, you look at the defense, and then everybody gets all pessimistic. I mean, if, if this offense had a better, you know, more consistent defensive unit, I think that that they would feel a lot better and a lot more sure in that proclamation of making, of, of winning the division. Um, but I, I think that they're going to make the playoffs. I think that they're going to win the division. Um, then again, it's only been one week, and I felt like after week one and that big win, I've seen stories about, you know, Patrick Mahomes just being insane. I've seen stories saying that Tyreek Hill is going to be the NFL MVP. Um, and so there's a lot of hyperbole going on right now, which is understandable because that first team was so much fun to watch. Uh, but I think that this game against the Steelers may bring some people back down to earth a little bit. You mentioned hyperbole. Does Tyreek Hill know that he's four feet tall and shouldn't be doing what he's doing? <laughs> I mean, what, what, who is this guy? It's unbelievable. I know he's been around for a couple of years now, but, I mean, he might have been the best player in the league last week. Oh, yeah, which is even crazier that he didn't win the AFC West Offensive Player of the Week. I mean, that was just good for Patrick Mahomes to win it, but that definitely belonged to Tyreek Hill. <laughs> um, I mean, he is... I think the thing that's the most impressive thing about him is he's always been a special teams guy, and he's been, you know, a decent receiver, but this feels like the year that he's really put it all together. And he told us today earlier in the locker room that he uh, that he's uh, spent all summer, spent a month in Lincoln, Nebraska, working on running routes. So he has really committed himself to being that kind of receiver that can just dominate a game and completely take it over. So with that in mind, I mean, that's a really dangerous guy that you've got back there now where he's, you know, dedicated himself to being that elite kind of receiver that he was just a couple notches below that and now he's 
you know, if week one is any indication, he's just hitting a different level. What is the expectation for Sammy Watkins? Uh, how do they think he's going to fit in? You know, I think that Sammy's a really interesting case study to look at because he is a talented receiver. I mean, he had some good years in Buffalo, had some injury issues, you know, some chemistry issues. Um, but now he's in this offense where he's really being tested, and it's kind of a, a slow build kind of thing because this playbook is so complex, and they want him to kind of be able to play all over the place, and he's just having to learn every single spot. And he had, I think, a couple catches against the Chargers, um, some that he should have caught, um, others that the ball just came in a little bit too hot and he missed it. Um, but I, I think that they want him to be another dominant receiver, but I also think that they recognize that this is going to be kind of a work in progress. Um, so you just hope that he doesn't get too frustrated and shut down. But, I mean, it seems like he's here for the long haul. It seems like he really wants to make it work. I mean, who wouldn't when you're in an offense like the one that Andy Reid has? That's a dream for any offensive player. So um, I think it, I think it's going to be a while before we really see him be effective and use all the tools that he has, but I, I think that that's coming. I think Steelers fans remember Travis Kelsey uh, for a number of different reasons, but he popped off after the playoff game with the hold or non-hold of James Harrison that was called a hold and it seems like he always plays with that aggression with this hatred almost in his heart Uh, he's one of my favorite players to watch in the league Uh, I think the Steelers are going to be at a a huge disadvantage this week Uh, Joe Hayden's not going to play it sounds like maybe Artie Burns now has a foot injury here at the end of the week maybe he's not going to play I think he could have a huge performance on Sunday yeah, I mean, I think so, and especially considering the fact that he didn't do much of anything against the Chargers, had a really quiet game, I think maybe one or two catches, um, and he was I think he had the most targets on the offense, um, and, you know, he was, it seemed like he was frustrated afterward, um, was really, you know, got out of the locker room really quickly, didn't really talk about it or anything, so I, I think that he feels like he needs to have a good game to make up for that opening one, but you're right, I mean, he plays with just this aggression and this enthusiasm that it's so much fun to watch him play um and, and it's also fun to watch him on the sideline i mean when tyree kill had that 91 yard punt return he was racing along beside him on the sideline just kind of waving <laughs> his arm waving him on and that's i mean that's to me travis kelsey in a nutshell he's a fun guy but he also like he can get really aggressive and he can just hit another gear that not a lot of guys can can get to Travis Kelsey, not four foot nothing. Brooke Pryor joining us from the Kansas City Star on the Crowley Show. How much have the Chiefs had to prepare for Josh Dobbs this week, just in case? You know, I I didn't get the sense. I you know I honestly don't know that they ever brought his name up, at least to us. Um, but I, I think that they look at, at Big Ben and think, yeah, this is a guy. He gets banged up. He doesn't necessarily have to practice to be able to play. To me, it, it never felt like it was going to be a real issue that or a real threat that, that Josh Dobbs would play. So I think they're fully anticipating on seeing uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, at least that's the sense that I got. And if he doesn't play, then I'm going to look like an idiot for putting him as one of my players to watch in the, in the paper on Sunday. <laughs> I think if Ben plays and he's going to at least play the, the, from the start of the game, I think the one thing I am confident in is probably the over here. Uh, I think it's at 53. Uh, the way that the Chiefs play offensively with the wrinkles that Andy Reid can provide, and how little confidence I have in the Steelers' defense uh, and really the Chiefs' defense, I think the offensive numbers are going to be great. Uh, Brooke, really appreciate you taking the time. Hey, I hope this, the Steelers and the Chiefs meet in the playoffs. would love to do this again, so thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on.
We'll see you sa- uh, Sunday. Uh, appreciate the time. That's Brooke Pryor from the Kansas City Star. Uh, the one thing Brooke didn't mention there, though, that I think is a huge, huge storyline oh, in this yeah, game. You're right. The biggest storyline out of all yeah, of them. You're right. Is that Ben Roethlisberger's got a disease, according to Antonio Brown. He's the interception lizard. He's the interception lizard. It's underreported in the country right now. We broke it about an hour and a half ago, two hours. It's going to take some time to get around, but Brooke will probably have an email there saying, hey, breaking news from the Crowley Show that I was just on. Do you treat it with IV? I don't know how you get around this disease. It's it's untreatable at this point. Fumble, uh, the fumble lizard, that is treatable. Like, actually, Slack was correct earlier when he said the fumble lizards. That is fully treatable and can be cured. Interception lizard, man. Kurt Warner had it cured. Tiki Barber had it cured. He used to fumble all the time. He was the fumble lizard. Uh, I don't know if... This this, this yeah. interception lizard, it's an odd strain. It adapts. It changes. It's hard to treat. It's like a chameleon. <laughs> Coming up next, the Steelers are going into this game knowing that Ben might not finish it, which makes me mad all over again that Landry, and Landry Jones ain't around. You're listening to The Crowley Show. Expertism. 